Simplicity sells. Complication confuses. And when you confuse the buyer, they say no, or they'll go to someone that has a clearer message. So if you're a coach out there and you're trying to differentiate yourself in this space by creating a very cute message, what I would have you reconsider is, is your message so cute that it's going over your, your potential client's head? Welcome to the Path Podcast. I'm Mike Salemi. I believe that uncharted trails make the best life stories. So take a deep breath, put one foot in front of the other, and trust the ground under your feet. Join me in discussions on health, performance, business, leadership, and spiritual self-mastery because these topics are windows into how well each of us have learned to trust our own path. Let's go. Today on the show, we welcome Mike Gonzalez, who is the creator and founder of Freedom Builders. Mike is a homie of mine who I met a few years back while assisting at a men's retreat. And he comes from a background in hospitality in the restaurant business and later transitioned to being a fitness coach, then transitioned for fun and just simply for the desire to help during the pandemic. He helped his friends bring their information, their knowledge online to start making money off of that information. And then now we fast forward to today where he's got a very successful business, primarily supporting coaches, bring those ideas in their heads, in their heart, and out into the world, and also monetize from their expertise. Now, Mike has helped his clients bring over 100 programs out into the market. And just in their launches, they've brought in over $2 million. Mike is a wealth of knowledge. We discuss the struggles that coaches are facing today and what are the simple and most important things you can do to bring your ideas from your head and your heart out into the digital world. Let's get into it. Since the last time I saw you in person, or the first time actually, first and last time I saw you in person was at Chris's retreat. And so since then, like I I still have recollections because I think I was in the car that drove you back to the airport. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I remember, yeah, I just remember you at that time. And so, and we've had conversations since then, but I just remember where you are, where you were then just superficially, and then also now where you are now. And there's been a massive, massive evolution of you personally, professionally, spiritually, whatever you want to call it. And uh, so, bro, you're, you're fucking spearheading working with coaches right now. That's your focus, working with coaches and helping coaches build businesses, which is so needed. I've been a coach most of my life. What was, and I know you've been a coach too, but if you don't mind sharing a little bit about what was the transition into like your discovery of this being the mission right now? Well, dude, I attribute a lot to that retreat. And um, that which, that retreat was the tipping point for me because it really started uh, the journey that has led me to where I am now. It's freaking crazy, dude. Like that's, I can literally pinpoint it to that retreat. And before that retreat, there was a lot going on. And then after that retreat, you know, things were much different. Um, And, you know, Freedom Builders was really born out of the pandemic. And that retreat helped me figure a lot of things out. And and things, a lot of things started clicking in my own personal business as an online coach, online fitness coach and supporting clients and trying to figure out the online game, man, because there's a lot of trenches that you get to sit in, in the online game, as I'm sure (laughs) you know very well. and I just remember bumping up my head, uh, you know, against a, a bunch of different things and trying to figure things out. And things finally started clicking. And then the pandemic hit heavy, right? It started getting heavy after that. 
And a lot of my friends who had brick and mortar gyms started noticing what I was able to accomplish online. And uh, when their gyms started getting shut down, they started reaching out to me like, hey man, I need support. Like, can you help me? I got to transition from brick and mortar to online on the fly. I have no idea what I'm doing. Like this is brand new territory for me. And I was posting a lot on Instagram and, you know, was getting a lot of clients and was, you know, finding success in that space. And I started saying like, yeah, come on, let's go. Like, I'll help you. And I wasn't charging anything. I was just like, all right, cool. Uh, let me support you with what I know and, um, you know, help you transition into this online space so that you can generate revenue for your business and you don't have to shut down completely. And a lot of the people that uh, came to me during that time started finding really awesome success online, dude. And like two or three of them didn't even go back to brick and mortar. They're just like, man, this is awesome. I'm just going to stay here, uh, which is really cool. Um, and they, you know, told a couple people and they told a couple people and started building momentum. And then all of a sudden more people were coming, asking questions and just being curious around what I was doing. And I was like, hmm, there might be a business model here. <laughs> like I could probably do something with this. Uh, Mike, and real yeah. quick, I'm sorry to interrupt you, brother. I'm just curious at that time, when they were looking at the success that you were having online, was it you transitioning your coaching business, uh, like your physical training coaching business online, and they saw that, or were you already, you know, yeah? How, what what were you doing at that time that they saw, like, oh shit, like maybe he can help me? I mean, a lot of them had been following me for a while as I was trying to figure things out for many years, even before the pandemic kick. I mean, since 2018, I was trying to figure out this whole online game. Okay. After I left corporate, right? I left corporate in 2017. I was in the restaurant industry, fine dining for a very long time. No shit. 20, I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 Like 20 years I was in there. No way. Yeah. And what I started realizing is every time I walked into the building, you know, I was at a certain level of awareness where I started to realize like, man, this is sucking energy for me. Like I feel off every time I'm here and it's not a good feeling, right? It's like a negative feeling. Like I got to do something about this. Uh, and I finally made the decision to leave after a very long time, really great salary, a lot of potential, families, you know, son, wife, house, all the things. And I came home one day and I'm like, I told my wife, I'm like, mm, I don't want to do this anymore. I think I'm going to quit. <laughs> and she's like, uh, okay, <laughs> I support you. I trust you. Um, and that really spearheaded this whole entrepreneurial journey for me. And then it was two or three years, man, of bumping my head up against a lot of challenges and trying to figure things out and making no money like zero dollars for a very long time. But, you know, I learned a lot and I figured a lot of things out and I was able to start applying those things. And those things really started clicking, like I said, around that retreat time. Um, but like I said, you know, before that, people saw me on this journey and I was posting a lot on Instagram and, you know, trying to figure out the, the, the whole online fitness thing. Um, and then when they saw things start clicking, because, you know, I was doing a lot of social proof and a lot of testimonials and a lot of before and afters and, you know, a lot of money wins and stuff like that online, that's when they started asking like, hey man, can you help? Because I see that, you know, something you're doing is, is working. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that you were in fine dining, man. That's a completely, still service-based industry, but a completely different industry than what you're in. Now, what are you seeing, you know, we're out of COVID, but what are you seeing as the biggest block in terms of coaches? So we're thinking, we're talking, right now we're talking coaches, trainers, therapists, right? Any Any yep. level of you know, health and, and wellness professional that does one-on-one -on -one and maybe other, other types of coaching. What's one of the major blocks that you're seeing show up right now in the industry? 
Well, the big thing that is blocking coaches, creators, and educators in this space, and it really doesn't even have to be someone that wants to build an online program. It's someone that wants to promote any kind of product, right, from a marketing capacity. The biggest thing is that they're crafting a message around their level of awareness versus the consumer's level of awareness, right? Meaning coaches that have gone through a lot of personal development work in this game have elevated their level of awareness. They see the world a certain way. Their model of reality is now different because they have done personal development work that has allowed allowed them to get a different perspective on the world, right? The problem is, and I ran into this problem for a very long time, is that they try to craft a message from that level of awareness, which, Mm. you know, while you're at that level of awareness, awareness, you're already speaking the language of the healthy, right? Or someone that is in the healing process, right? Now, in order to reach the sick, we have to speak the language of what? The sick, because they don't understand the language of the healthy, right? So it's, for example, someone that is dying of thirst in the desert. We'll just use that an example as an example. And they come across two buildings, right? And the first building says, we sell water. If you're dying of thirst, come inside so you feel better, <laughs> right? Like that's pretty clear, right? Now the second building, which is a different level of awareness, say they've elevated their level of awareness and they're trying to be what? Cute over being clear. That building says, Come inside if you want to ride the H2O rodeo. We will help you. <laughs> we will help you rethink your hydration situation. <laughs> right? Like they're both selling water, right? But the second building is crafting a message that is so cute that is is literally going over the person's head that they're trying to reach. And they're never going to be able to reach them that way, which is a tragedy because there's a lot of geniuses out there that are trying to reach people and don't understand why they can't. And it's all because their message is off. And it's usually just one degree, dude, just Hmm. one degree off. If you just craft a simple message um, over a complicated message, because remember, simplicity sells. Complication confuses. And when you confuse the buyer, they say no, or they'll go to someone that has a clearer message. So if you're a coach out there and you're trying to differentiate yourself in the space by creating a very cute message, what I would have you reconsider is, is your message so cute that it's going over your your potential client's head? Dude, you just hit the nail on the head. And it's it's honestly still something uh, for, uh, for sure. I see coaches struggling with that. And I'm also reflecting now on myself. It's one of the, it's one of the most challenging things because totally. one, you want to give as much as possible, but also when you're so in it, like when you're so like, that's also why even like I say, before I put a program out, like I'll have a group of people take it and give feedback and what, because often, and I got to give myself actual time and physical space from it, maybe a month before it comes out because I'm so in it. I can't even, as much as I would try and even try to go into that lens of like, okay, you need to look at it from that lens. It's just, it's so challenging. So I feel what you're saying and the simplicity, dude, that's just gold. What, is there any other advice or insight you can share in terms of how, when someone's so flipping in it, How can they, without maybe getting outside help, like, is there anything that you can offer? How can they help themselves close that gap to getting out of their own way in their messaging? 
Yeah, so there's two exercises that you can do from a practical standpoint. One is called a market research exercise where you're literally just asking people what they want and you build it for them. I mean, it's that simple. The two most expensive things in business, and it's not labor, it's not equipment, it's none of that. The two most expensive things in business are guessing and educating. Those are the two most expensive things in business. Mm -hmm. If you think you know, if you're trying to guess what the market wants as a product, you're burning money because you don't actually know what they want because you're not asking them, right? Or if you have to educate the market as to why your product is good for them, you're also burning money because now you're wasting a lot of time trying to convince people that your thing is what they need. So those are the two most expensive things in business. And the way that you alleviate that expense is by literally just asking them what they want and building it. That's it. And you can find out that, that data, that information through market research. And you just take them through a series of questions. You literally ask them what they want, ask them what they would pay for it, ask them if they would, you know, when I build it, can I reach back out to you, let you know it's done? Like literally people will raise their hands right there on those calls. And that's one of the first things that we have our clients do when they come in and they work with us. It's like, you're going to do two things at the beginning, right? You're going to do your market research and you're going to do your psychographics. Because business is really broken up into the foundational stuff at the beginning where you're, da- you're collecting data, the delivery and fulfillment part of your business, which is when you're building the machine out, and then sales and marketing. Those are really the three components, the three phases of business. But if you don't do the foundational stuff accurately and with you know, intention at the beginning, the other two phases don't work. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people try and skip to sales and marketing because they're so money hungry that they skip over the first two phases of business. So they sell something, but they have no machine that protects their time and energy when they actually sell something, right? So now they're scrambling, doing one-to-one calls or selling things through Google Docs or like whatever, doing programming on the fly. Like that's fine at the beginning, but you can't scale it. And then also the foundational stuff. They're, maybe they have a machine, maybe they're trying to promote, but their message is so off that no one hears it. No one's buying anything, right? And that's one of the first things, like when I go in and do you know, marketing consultation for businesses or help you know, work with coaches or whatever, it's the first thing I look at. Like, where's your messaging? Let's look at that first. Because if we don't get that right, no, nothing else matters. You're just blowing money. Wow. You said the, the word, uh, I think you said demographic and psychographic. I think most people are probably familiar with demographic. Yep. What is psychographic? And can you break that down for people? And, and where, yeah, where does that come in? And, and what, is that, what does that tell us? Yeah, awesome. Thank you for that. So demographics, you can think of as the outside. Psychographics, you can think of as the inside. Very cool. So psychographics are the stories that are playing inside of your ideal client's head. And if you can nail that story, and if you can clearly communicate that story, even better than they can communicate it themselves or with their friends, they will automatically believe that you have the best solution possible for them because you understand them. You can relate to their story, you know? When I was in the fitness space and I primarily worked with uh, women, like 95% of my client base was women and women that wanted to lose 30 plus pounds, right? Like they had a, a lot of weight to lose. I knew intimately that one of their biggest fears was that someone was going to try and attack them or someone was going to try and take their kids and they wouldn't be able to defend themselves or run after this person trying to take their kids away from them. That was one of their deep, dark, intimate fears. I also knew that my ideal client had a pair of jeans hanging in her closet that every time she looked at those jeans, she got hit with shame and she got hit with guilt because they're her favorite jeans, but she can't wear them. And she knows that if she does wear them, that she would have to unbutton her top button the entire time that she's sitting down or her midsection would chafe. 
The only way you're going to get that kind of intimate information is if you do a very, very deep dive into the psychographics or the story that is playing in their mind. You know, you have to know it like the back of your hand. And then that's when you can truly help them. You want them to feel like you have cameras in their house, dude, when you're talking to them. You want them to be like, wow, did you, I've never even told anyone that. Like you have to, you must understand what I'm going through. Therefore, you must have the solution for me. Wow, thank you, brother. And and how would you translate that then? You take this intimate knowledge that you got, which is a very vulnerable stuff. Very like that's, vulnerable. That, that's, that's, so to even, to even get that level of uh, feedback, input or whatever, like it does take, especially in that situation, especially like it does take a level of safety. And I don't want to mm-hmm. say mastery by any means, but it does take rapport relationship for them to even open up to that. They, yeah. So what, what's kind of that process? What have you found in, in that kind of uncovering phase? Cause that's, that's some deep work right there. Yeah. You nailed it. You have to be really good at creating a safe container and creating a safe space that will allow people to share that kind of information. And one, my golden rule in business is if you don't care, you don't make money. That's it. That's the golden rule of business, right? Make a friend, make a sale, right? Like if you don't care, you don't make money. And they have to genuinely feel, and it has to be authentic. They have to genuinely feel as if you care. And if you create that feeling as if you care and it's authentic and you create a safe container that makes them feel like you have this really strong bond, which is what rapport does, right? Then they will share these intimate, vulnerable details about them that are hurting them because they're in a state of pain. They need your help. They need your help to overcome these things. And there's a lot of blocks that show up for people, a lot of limiting stuff that shows up for people that's been standing in their way for likely decades, dude, decades. They've probably been dealing with this, you know? And, you know, if you're proposing that you have the solution for them through your product and your service, then you have to really show that to them. And it, and you have to mean it, right? Like people don't need to believe in what you're saying. They need to believe that you believe in what you're saying. And that has to come across very powerfully or else they're not going to take a journey with you. Why would they, right? They have to trust you. People will only do business with people that they trust. Yes, yes. And that's... Um... There's a lot there, man. There's a lot there. And I'm, I'm actually really grateful that we're going into this so much right now because this really is, you're exactly right. I mean, you could put so much time, energy, money into creating the quote unquote perfect program or again, trying to sell as much as you can. But if you really don't have an understanding of what someone's really struggling with and where they are in life, it's going to be so hard to connect and to get that message to go through. So with that example that you were saying, like women who can't fit into their jeans, they chafe, the top button's unbuttoned. How would you translate those fears, concerns, limiting beliefs? What might be an example of how that might turn into a marketing message? For example, for a fitness program or something that you're offering. Yeah. First of all, you got to let them know that they're not alone. Let them know that there's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing to fix here, right? We're just going to move some things out of the way, mindset-wise. We're going to give you a really solid plan of movement. And we're going to show you some things nutritionally that you can do that's going to make you feel like you're in a better place, right? And, you know, a, a really strong um, statement or really question that that you can ask when you're having this conversation with them is if a year from now 
you were in the same exact place that you are right now, or maybe even a little worse, how would that make you feel? Mm. You got to take them there because people don't think about that, man. See, most people are walking around doing life and they have just settled for what they've got. They've settled for this is the way it's going to be. Um, you know, there's dreams and, and uh, you know, living this amazing life. That's just for other people. That's for the lucky people. Uh, these are the cards I've been... Like, people buy into that shit. And you as a coach, as a guide, get to show them that, no, that's a story that you've adopted that is actually illusory. It's not accurate. You can actually create whatever life you want. And you're literally just one or two steps away from it right now. And me as the coach and guide, I'm two steps ahead of you. I've been there before. I get it. You know, what's made Freedom Builders so successful is that I have been in the same exact trenches that these coaches and these educators that I am supporting right now have been are, are in currently. I've been there. I know what they look like. I know what they smell like. I know what they feel like. And, 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 you know, more importantly, I know the way out. And you don't have to be a master, dude. You just have to be a couple steps ahead of the person that you're guiding. And you turn around, you grab them by the hand, and you say, no, we're going to go this way. Because this is the way that's going to take you towards the life of your dreams, towards your desired outcomes, your goals, the things that you want. If you go that way, you're going to fall into a snake's pit. And that snake's pit could lead to, you know, health that's that's worse off. It could lead to a shitty relationship or it could lead to a lot of money that you're spending or burning. We're not going to go that way. We're going to go this way. And that's the the, the role of, of, of the guide, of being the guide. And when you have been in those trenches, you can sh truly and authentically show that you have. And people are going to trust you in that, you know, and that's a really powerful thing, man. Well, what was coming up as you were sharing that was... It's so interesting, you know, the exact, I mean, same, same stuff, different story, like the exact problems that they're trying to support their clients with in this situation in building their business online, there also needs an, like, there needs to be a level of honest self-accountability to recognize mm -hmm. like that we all have inherent blocks in this area. And mm -hmm. that's why it can be so helpful to find someone like you who's been in the trenches, who can speak the language to them and, and recognize like, these are the limiting beliefs that they're working with right now. Totally. And that, you know, that's a big reason why we teamed up with Enlifted and Mark and, and that whole crew is because Enlifted is one of the best in the game when it comes mm. to reframing and restructuring stories in people's heads and moving limiting blocks, right? They're one of the best in the game. And we are very good at helping people with what we call the reels, right? So if Enlifted is the feels, we're the reels, right? And we're really good at helping people build out businesses, build, launch, and scale their business, right? From conception all the way through to launch. So we said, hey, you guys are really great at this aspect of the game. We're really good at this aspect of the game. Let's get together and create a badass program so that we can really support people in all aspects. It's a holistic approach to business building, right? And what we did is, you know, or what Enlifted did is they reinvented their tech to be specific to the limiting beliefs that show up specifically to business. So if you have limiting stories around money, if you have limiting stories around showing up on camera, promoting your product, imposter syndrome, why would anyone listen to me? Why would I be the coach? Am I good enough to coach? All these different things that show up when you're building a business. Mark created nine to 10 videos 
literally annihilating these things that show up for people. And then we come in and we help them build their business. So we've had like a lot of really great feedback around how this is going so far. Uh, but that's to your point, like, yes, mindset stuff shows up in business. Well, mindset stuff shows up in everything, but especially in business, right? And also there's a lot of tactical stuff that you need to know as well. It's a combination of the two that really helps people be successful because business is an endurance game. That's what it is. It's an endurance game. It's like who can last the longest and like <laughs> be able to navigate the challenges that show up. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, I think, I don't recall the exact statistics, but at least for personal trainers, the last time I checked it, I was really curious about this. It's around this, but something like within the first two years of being a trainer, 75% of trainers are out of the business. Yep in the United States. Mm -hmm. So you're exactly right. It is a long game. And when you look at so much of it is like, I mean, it really tests people's endurance, their willpower. And it's going, just like what you were saying, it took you years to figure this out, to figure out what was the next step. And had you, it's, it always is so fascinating to me. I mean, the show's called The Path and really my whole philosophy is there is no fucking path. It's the path that whatever's the fucking your path that yeah. you carve out and you create. But imagine, imagine if it, I don't know exactly how long it took, but let's say it took three years until you started figuring out the next logical step or started getting that traction. What would have happened if you hung up your boots two years in? Dude, it happens all the time. Seven to 8% of people are entrepreneurs. Seven to 8% of the population are entrepreneurs. And only 1% out of the seven to 8% make it to a million plus business. Think about those stats, dude. Because a lot of people can't endure the ride, man. There's only one way you lose in business. Only one. If you quit. That's the only way you lose in business. There's only one way. And guess who controls that? You do, fully. So it's like, if you want to build a very successful business, simply keep going. <laughs> That's it. And, you know, mainly because mostly everyone else is going to fall off. So you'll be like one of the only ones left standing, right? So it's like, just keep going. And you're going to grow and you're going to learn a lot along the way and you will find that success. Things will click. It's inevitable. Oh, I love that you said that. And with, with all the people that you're helping, whether it's on your own stuff or what you're doing with Enlifted, are you finding, um, let's say someone is first trying to get into the online space, whether they've been a trainer for a little or a long time, and someone who's already made wax at it, what are you finding the difference in terms of struggles, blocks, where they get held up between someone who's already trying to fix uh, a wobbly wheel to someone who's yeah. just starting from scratch? So at the beginning, it's, it has a lot to do with, with messaging. Um, like I had uh, you know, shared earlier. At the beginning, it's messaging, messaging, messaging. Because we get excited, right? We get excited when we learn new things. So we want to share it with the world. Like I did in the fitness space, dude. I was for a very long time trying to sell mindset. I even had this really cute line. Uh, let's see if I can remember. It went like this. Um, changing the body is simple. Becoming the person who does the things to change the body, that's the hard part. And that's not fitness, that's identity. So you have to change your identity so that you can change your body. And dude, I was screaming that message for years. Now you and I sitting here like, yeah, duh, that's pretty that's dope. Yeah, that makes good. sense. Yeah, that's fucking I'm amazing. Proud right? I'm proud yeah. of you, <laughs> yeah, right? I made zero dollars with that message. Because people are like, bro, what wow. does that even mean? What does that even mean? And as soon as I changed my message, it went from that, you ready? To this. 
as soon as I changed it, I found you know six figures and beyond success. And that message was, does anyone want to lose 30 pounds in 90 days? <laughs> That's it. I help people lose 30 pounds in 90 days. Product was the same. Messaging on the front end tweaked to that. Product was the same for product clarity. Was ex- exactly the same product. Exactly the same product. The only thing I changed with them was the messaging. First product made zero dollars. Mm. Second product made you know six figures and and above. We're gonna have to take a not a pause, but we're gonna have to take just a a moment of impact pause <laughs> yeah. and just let that sink in. Um, damn. That's why I'm such a believer. That's why I'm such a believer in messaging. That's why I'm such a believer in simplicity. You bring them in with what they want. People buy health, wealth, and relationships. That's it. I've been challenged (laughs) many times with this. Health, wealth, and relationships. And they say personal development could be a fourth one. I disagree. Personal development is a vehicle. It's a tool to get someone to one of those three, right? So we don't sell the vehicle, right? We don't sell the tool. We sell the destination, Right? Like, if you wanted to take a vacation to the Bahamas, I would be selling you on, like, dude, the sand is amazing, bro. When you put your feet in there, it's going <laughs> to feel so toasty and you're t- in between your toes, the pina colada, like the hotel, the blankets, like all the things, right? I'd be selling you on that. I'm not going to sell you on, like, well, first you're going to go to the airport, then you're going to get out of your car, and then you're going to get onto this plane, and then you're going to ride this plane. It's just like, going to, it's like, I'm like, like, people are like, no, dude, what, what, do, you, what do you mean? Right? So I, I hear a lot of people trying to sell the deliverables, right? Deliverables are very logical, right? People don't buy off logic. They buy off emotion. They justify with logic, but they don't buy off logic. They buy off emotion. So you have to get them, immerse them into a sensory experience of what they're going to taste, what they're going to see, what they're going to feel, what they're going to hear, all the things once they arrive to what I call the island of goodness, right? Like that's how I teach it. Like once they arrive there, you, they have to know all the things that they're going to feel and see and, and, and all that. And the better sensory experience you can allow them to visualize, the more they'll immerse themselves in it and the more likely you are to convert the sale. Mm, okay. Well, that's really helpful. And did you, um, like, that's a big difference in messaging, bro. Like, that's that's mm. a that's like night and day. What was it like for you in terms of, because I imagine, I'm speaking as a coach, right? What was the inner work for you like to, um, I want to say, be okay with putting out that message? Like, did you feel, not necessarily, I don't mean to say like a sellout, but like what was coming up for you in that? Because that's a, that's a fucking block, dude. You nailed it. I did feel like a sellout. I resisted the hell out of it. Until the proof was in the pudding, right? Like, as they say, I don't know who says that shit, but like, right? Like, the proof was there, right? Until I saw the revenue stream open up and I saw people raising their hand. You know what I'm saying? Like, most people are just looking for a very simple and clear solution to the pain point in their life. Because think about it, Mike, if you're in a state of pain, you're in a state of survival. You're in a survival state, right? You're in a stress state. Yes. What gets shut off in a survival stress state? Rational thinking. Rational thinking, (laughs) higher level cognitive function, trying to figure shit out, right? It all gets shut off. So do you have the rational thinking to figure out this super cute and complicated message that this is the thing for you? No. Mm. You're looking for the thing that is going to help you in that moment when you're in a state of stress and survival. You're not in creation mode to be able to to, do the Rubik's Cube or whatever cute message is going on out there. You just need the shit that's going to help you. And that's why I use that example of we sell water. 
come inside if you're dying of thirst. What's the story playing in their head? Fuck, I'm dying of thirst. I'm dying of thirst. I need water. So you create a message that says, come inside if you're dying of thirst. Drink all the water you want so you feel better. (laughs) That's it, dude. It's so simple. And then you bring them in with what they want. And then you give them what they need. You give them your unique mechanism, what sets you apart. And that's how you blow their mind. When I was selling my fitness course, it was called Naked Confidence, right? It's kind of a play on words, right? It was called Naked Confidence. And it was a lot of mindset in that course, dude. A shit ton of mindset. But I wasn't selling mindset. I was selling lose 30 pounds in 90 days. And then when they came in and they got all the beauty of the mindset, they were like, holy crap, this is the best course ever. Like people out there are just telling me to move my body and eat this and eat that. But dude, you just changed my whole worldview. Like you just changed my whole perspective. And they started telling other people about the course, right? And that started differentiating my, differentiating me in the marketplace and allowed more people to come in. So the more you can add those beautiful, unique, genius elements in there, like I'm not saying take them away. I'm just saying don't outwardly market them because it's going to confuse people. But then when you bring them in, you're going to like surprise and delight. And and they're going to be like, whoa, dude, this is more than I expected. And what's that going to be, right? That's going to be the value to price equation, right? So you're just going to be way more value than what you're asking them to pay. So they're going to have an amazing experience that way. And this is something, dude, that I brought over from the restaurant industry, right? Like I chunked laterally a lot of shit from fine dining into the experience that I take people through in Freedom Builders, man. Because, you know, fine dining experience is very service-based. You learn a lot in the restaurant industry, man. You learn rapport. You learn customer service. You learn, you know, multitasking. You learn like all kinds of shit waiting on tables and, and working in a restaurant. So I took that experience, which is support-driven, customer service driven, right? And I brought it into the online space, which allowed us to differentiate ourselves because there's a lot of people in the online space that are promising unicorns and delivering donkeys, man. I'm just going to say it. They're going to, they promise you the world and then you get into their ecosystem. You're like, fuck, man, this is actually kind of disappointing. We do the opposite. We say, hey, this is going to be an amazing experience. And then when they're inside the ecosystem, they're completely blown away. Um, And I mean, you know, we've done almost a hundred buildouts now. In no um, way, yeah, man. We're, we're dude. Congratulations, bro. Yeah. So that's it, insane. We're, we're blessed to be able to support all these people. A lot of people, you know, as well. Uh, but yeah, man, we're over a hundred buildouts now, and we've launched. Our clients have made over over two million dollars in launch revenue. So you know, and and growing. Like we've got forty people in BBU, almost forty people in BBU right now that are building out their businesses and launching their businesses as well. Um, and, and finding success in it. Some of them are, a lot of them actually are getting sales now before they're even launching, right? Just through some of the things they're learning, you know, tweaking their messaging and we help them with, with Instagram and we help them build their business and we help them promote and like all, and then of course the mindset stuff that Mark does. Now, BBU for, for clarity, because I forget, well, we recently had Mark on the show and I don't know if I, we brought it up on the show or, or me and him were chatting before, but BB, BBU, right? Or yeah, B- Business Breakthrough University. Okay, now this is the partnership between uh, Freedom Builders and Enlifted, correct? Yep, yep. Okay, um, excellent. So, two questions. First is when you were when you were just sharing about where you see other competitors in the industry are missing the boat. What's the biggest thing? Is it the messaging, that whole market research, or is it kind of like a little bit of every single stage in the process that most of them are lacking that you're seeing? No, I, I think. For the most part, it's in their delivery and fulfillment. 
It's okay. in their, you know, uh, the way that they treat people once they're in their system. It's not everyone, dude, but it's a, it's a lot of people out there, right? And then also like over-promising, right? Like you make six figures in, I don't know, <laughs> 30 oh, <bro>. days. <laughs> like, bro, that's one of no, the most <laughs> frustrating things. Ooh. Well, when when you make that claim and you don't deliver on it, it will burn the relationship bad. And I've got, I could, I won't say it, but in my head, I've been promised very similar and different stuff a few times. Yeah. And I still like, it's uh, it's like a little bit of a hot poker of a learning lesson. Like I signed up because of all the promises that were made on the, the contract that I signed. There mm-hmm. was one line one line that said, you're going to X this or you're going to bring, and that's what sold me. Because at the end of the day, when I gave my credit card information, I was like, well, this is the thing. This is the reason why I'm signing up. Like I've got a yeah. family. Now at that time, I, you know, in the past, I didn't have a family, but even more so now, I was like, if you're going to make that claim, yeah. you better freaking back that up, bro. Because people's family, like this is, this isn't, uh, this is big. This is a big deal. Yeah, and I don't take that lightly, man. You know, like I'm this isn't a money grab for me. And it's a money grab for a lot of people. Like I mm. literally get I get lit up by seeing people win. And again, that comes from this the the service industry. And it also comes from me being burnt myself by mm. a lot of these claims. And I know what that feels like. And it fucking sucks. It's a shitty feeling. Like no one wants to feel that. You know what I mean? So me as a business owner and as a coach myself, like I feel a very heavy responsibility to make sure that I am delivering on the freaking promises that I'm making to my clients. And the promise that I make is that we're going to build you a badass business and we're going to launch a badass business for you and we're going to be with you every step of the way. So the idea that is in your head that you've been probably sitting on for who knows how long, right, that is intangible right now. We're going to bring it into tangible form for you. It's going to look fucking amazing because we're not going to stop until it does. And then we're going to launch that thing and you're going to have amazing success in the business space. That is my promise, right? And by the way, we've had four six-figure launches now. We had one launch that made $243,000 in four weeks. So like, you know what I'm saying? So like, when you, the money is a natural byproduct of you just fucking taking care of people. It's like not that hard. And I understand why it's so difficult for people. It's like, just take care of your people. Like that's it. And you will build up a successful business. That's what I'm saying. Like if you don't care, you don't make money. That's my golden rule. So anyone that has gone through the Freedom Builders process can tell you like we go above and beyond and we make sure that we are with you every step of the way like people literally have my cell phone numbers and I'm, I, I'm talking to them all the time you know and there's obviously you know I get to set boundaries too but like at the same time like I want people to win you know what I'm saying so anyway it was just kind of going off on a little tangent on that but it's so passionate dude it's like a passionate thing for me because it's so prevalent in this fucking space like just take care of people why is it so hard you no, know it's not honestly it's not it, I don't think it can be overstated like our, this brings up um so I was doing some some market research on my clients. I don't even remember what program this was for, but I was reaching out, doing somewhat similar to what you were discussing. And I just like kept digging, kept digging, kept asking. And one of the questions is like, you know, like what some, I don't even remember, like what, what differentiates me between, I think this is when I was doing kettle, more kettlebell stuff. I was like, wh- like why, why this program or why do you choose to work with me one-on-one? Some of my yeah. highest paying clients. And what was so interesting, dude, and it cements what you were talking about, 
And they were sh- sharing like, yeah, like Mike, like we really appreciate, I'm going to do my best to recall, but we really appreciate like your level of detail, like your holistic focus, like, like you definitely get it. Like, and you have an understanding of the shoulder, but each one of them said, and then we, I keep going and they said, but you know what really fucking makes the difference? You care. They're like, you're good. And like, and so is some of these other guys, because there's so much good kettlebell work out there, to be honest, like there's great kettlebell coaches. And they're like, like, we appreciate your system. Like you're more holistic, you're this, this, and, but like, honestly, you fucking care. And I was like, at first I was like a little disappointed because I was like, why didn't you just, t- why couldn't you tell me I was the best kettlebell? And then I was just like, no, man, like I actually genuinely do care. Like Thank that you. is a superpower. And that is what I need to lean into more. And so I don't think it can be honestly overstated. And if that's, if that's the only thing that a coach gets from this conversation today, it's mic drop that. And then the importance of messaging and communicating that through that, like, yeah, super important Uh, on a tactical level. Or is there anything else you wanted to share in addition to that, brother? I want to share two things. Please, please, please. That that showed up when, when you were saying that the first thing I want to share is, Mike Salemi fucking cares. I can, I will be a live testament to that <laughs> because, and I say this all the time, dude, when I, when I talk about you, I'm just like, you're just like one of the best humans I know. Right. And mm. you know, from that retreat, you were there, you created a safe container for me, you know, in that whole experience and you're the man. So that's number one. Thank number you, two, people don't buy programs. They buy coaches. They buy the heartbeat of a business and the heartbeat of a business is you. And as AI gets more prevalent in the space, that is what's going to differentiate people. That is our competitive edge against AI, is our heartbeat. AI does not have a heartbeat. And as people use AI to build more things, we are going to be able to tell the difference between something that is built by a machine, by AI, and something that is built with human hands and with a heartbeat, right? Like, we can tell the difference between McDonald's or something your mom made for dinner, right? Like, I think we can both agree on that. And that's what's going to happen with you know, what I think in the space when people start using AI to build these, like I'm going to call, I call them fast food courses. Like when people start using AI to build these things, what it's going to do is it's going to make it more plastic and it's going to start removing the heartbeat from the build process, right? And it's going to be harder. They're going to actually slip into more of a commodity driven game, which is price driven, which is like to just be charging less and less and less. So whoever charges the least wins, right? Versus like the differentiated game, right? It's like building a custom car or doing something mass produced like a freaking Toyota Camry or something. But anyway, those that's what showed up when you were saying that. Oh, thank you, man, for sharing that. And you know what what come and this is this is kind of related to the AI thing. I think a really curious tactical question that I've got, maybe it's partly strategy, but when it comes to what's your perspective on um like paid paid ads or stuff like mm-hmm. that. I know that's a little specific, but I'm just curious because I've got honestly a good handful of friends that have lost their asses on uh, promises and Facebook ads and stuff like that. And yeah. I'm just curious, what's what's been your experience and your thoughts around that that direction? Yeah, ads can be really great when done properly to get visibility on your product if you're someone that doesn't have a lot of authority or visibility in the space yet. Right. Mm. So it, it's great for building an email list. Like we just started uh, folding in 
ads into our launch process. So the $2 million plus that we've done so far has opened totally organic. We have not used ads at no all. Way. We do an organic launch wow. using social media and using email marketing for our clients. We just started folding in ads because we've recently gotten, you know, more clients that we had to start their Instagram account for them. Like they like literally had nothing. So we had to help them start building visibility and authority in the space so that they could have a successful launch. Because I don't say, you know, you come into my space, you have this much time to do the thing, we're going to launch you here, and when we're done, see ya. Like, that's not how I do business. I do business all based off of the, the, the data, right? So I come in and I say, okay, cool, this is going to take about this much time to build, right? This is your part, this is our part, and then done for you, we do like 95% of the work for them. Um, and then uh, when you have X amount of people that have opted into your free lead magnet that we're going to build for you, right? We do either VSL or we do some sort of like PDF free lead magnet that we do for our clients. When I see that X amount of people have opted in, I know it's a good time to launch because now you have a fresh pool of leads that, of people that are interested in your product and what you're doing. And to help them get that fresh pool of leads, we throw in a paid ad process that is basically an ad to a lead magnet to capture an email, to build an email list, and then we hit them with email marketing. So it can be a good supplementary tool. The only thing with the ads game, dude, is the ads game is a bitch, bro. It is a lot of calibrating, a lot of data, a lot of tr trying and testing all kinds of different things and targets and like all these different things, right? Like it can be very overwhelming and you have to be patient with the ads game. If you think you're going to spend, you know, three months worth of ads and you're going to be a millionaire, don't even do it because that is not going to happen. Ads could take up to a year before you get the system and the strategy and the targeting and the retargeting all. And you and you like find the winning ad, the winning content, the winning copy, the winning headline. Like you got to split test all these things, dude, before you can really push go on one winner. So that takes time, bro. So if you have the patience and you have the financial resources to do it, I'd say do it. But if not, start organic, dude. I tell people like, hey, listen, you can make half a million dollars organically. You can make a million dollars organically, right? You can if you take care of people through word of mouth. Like, dude, Freedom Builders is all word of mouth. We don't push. We don't do any ads. Zero ads, dude. And we've done almost a hundred plus buildouts, right? In seven figure company, we've done zero ads, right? So it's all organically. It's all word of mouth because we fucking take care of people. Like it's again, it's not that hard. Just take care of people and deliver on your promises, and you'll build a successful business. And you don't have to spend thirty k a month in ads. <laughs> I super appreciate that just like very grounded, like the reels, <laughs> the, the reels, real, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a very grounded uh, perspective on that. Cause so I think it was five years ago that I came out with my first online program. I think I started working on it six years ago and it's only now, like right now, six years later that I'm just, I've never run Facebook ads, none of that stuff. Yeah. This just now. And because I knew like you're, you said it so beautifully and that's been my experience as well. Like I just knew that unless, well, one, my friends were just losing their ass like 10 K 15 K. And I was like, damn, like yeah. I'm not even remotely going to dip my toes in that unless like I've got someone who knows. And I actually really appreciate what you just said about like just being prepared. If you are going to go that route, either have you guys or someone that is legit at this do it. Uh, if you're going to go that route, especially in the beginning, unless you've got the time to learn it and you got some mentors or stuff like that, but recognize like just the fact that you said it may take a year and totally. the amount of calibration and testing, like just that, 
like just blew my mind and just even just helps me now in the phase that I'm in just set even more a little bit realistic expectations um, because it's, it's just not going to happen in 30 days of running and test. Like it's just not going to, or two weeks of test. It's just not going to happen. You know, there's no such thing as over-communication in my opinion. And again, this is something that I brought over from the restaurant game. It's like, I'm not a pipe dream coach. I'm not going to tell you a pipe dream to blow you up and then you're going to be disappointed. Like, I'm going to tell you how it is. And I'm also going to let you know, I got your fucking back every step of the way. Mm. That's it. Like, this is how it's going to go in this game. I'm not going to blow smoke up your ass. I'm going to tell you this is how it's going to go. And also, I got you. Like, I got your back. And I'm not going to stop until you fucking win. Period. That's it. As long as we can both agree on that, then let's go. Let's take it. Let's take this ride. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you just said something I think that hits exactly to one of the major pain points of our space is you just said, like, I felt that, like, you've got their back or you've got my back. Mm-hmm. Because what ends up happening is trainers and coaches, like, they have great skill sets in their area, but this is new. And so they might get past phase one, but then all of a sudden they hit a roadblock in something that they don't understand. And then it's immediate deflation and immediate, like the amount of bandwidth that it's taken for me and many friends compared to like to learn this stuff or to put in time on the business compared to helping someone one-on-one or doing whatever their skill is, is like night and day. Like even me, like I could, I could spend fucking 14 hours teaching Bulgarian bag work, but there's certain aspects of the finance piece of my business or whatever, that literally 30 minutes of that takes more emotional and mental bandwidth. So the fact that you just said like, I've got your back every step of the way, I think speaks to the quality of character. And also that is one of the most important things that coaches need. Yeah. You know, I, I find it it's really important so that so people don't feel like they're going on this thing alone, dude. Mm-hmm. Like that's the worst feeling ever. Like just like, you know, our responsiveness, our response time in Freedom Builders is insane, dude. Like you, sometimes we'll respond within minutes. And that I I have a, a almost a 30 person team, dude. And I've trained all of them to res- like that say like this is the standard of our company. If someone reaches out to you, like I want you to respond no later than within 24 hours. But a lot of times we respond like within minutes, man, because just the, mm. I set that standard. Because when someone reaches out to me, like every single client has access to me personally on on Telegram. We use Telegram, and every single a- client has access to me. I'm in every group. I have a personal chat with them, like all the things. They have access to me through the entire six to eight month journey, and you know I respond within minutes, and my team sees me responding within minutes, so they know that that's the standard. Because there is nothing worse than sitting and feeling like you're stuck in a challenge and no one's there to freaking help you. And again, dude, have you ever gone out to eat and the food's running a little bit longer than you think it should? And then all of a sudden, you got two types of servers, the one that hides in the kitchen and they're just in the kitchen like, oh shit, I don't want to go to my table because I know they're angry right now, right? (laughs) And then there's the other server that's at the table saying like, yo, I just want to let you know the kitchen's a little backed up right now. Uh, Your ticket's about three tickets away. I'm going to go back there. I'm going to be your representative. I got your back. I'm going to be fighting for you. I'm going to make sure that food gets out fast. Is that okay? Like, which one would you prefer? Totally different. (laughs) Just communicate with people, man. Most people are understanding, bro. Most people understanding. Just communicate with people and they'll feel, they'll feel good. They'll feel supported. Thank you, Mike. I love that, brother. So we've talked a lot about 
coaching, the struggles of coaches, what you're up to for someone as we kind of bring this to a close for someone interested. And I love what you said earlier. If you've got this idea that doesn't exist in this physical, like I'm like touching my hand, slapping the (laughs) desk right now in this physical world, like you help people bring an idea, a passion, a dream out into something of existence that could help others. Um, would you mind just, of course, sharing where people can find you, but just, you know, even more, who's the type of person that Freedom Builders is perfect to help with this type of work? Yeah, you know, and just speaking to that real quick, I think everyone came to this earth with a song to sing. I think we all have a song in, mm. in ourselves that we want to share with the world. And one of the biggest tragedies, in my opinion, is that we leave this life without being able to share that song. And, you know, we're really blessed at Freedom Builders to be able to build the stage that allows people to sing their songs. So anyone that has a dream or any kind of um, vision or intention to bring something into the tangible world so that they can share their genius with the world and help other people impact the world through their genius, that's the kind of client that we're looking for, right? And, you know, coaching isn't for everyone, but... I believe everyone has a genius that they can share. And just getting that down into the digital form so that it, you know, um, interacts and and impacts generations after you, like that can be one of the most powerful things that you do in your entire life, right? Like don't leave this life with all that beautiful stuff that you learned just trapped inside of you. Like share it, put it into digital form, right? I think digital products are like the new chapter books, right? And communication is 93% energy. That's what chapter books are missing, right? So communication is only 7% words. It's 55% physiology and 38% tonality. That's 93% energy. So when you are teaching something in a video form, 93% of what you're communicating is energetic, right? We don't get that from books. And that's what's so powerful about a digital platform or, or a movie or something. It's like we really feel it. So if you have something that you want to share with the world, then we're the, the, the people that can make that happen for you and don't leave without doing it mm, i love that brother and i just just gotta say i fucking just love you bro like love i you, just man. <laughs> I, I just man i'm feeling fired up and it uh it excites me inspires me and enlivens me to just be around people and to have conversations like this with like people who genuinely care like you and who are fighting for also other people's dream, like just really like being their advocate, being their corner man and just letting them know yeah. you got their back. Cause that's the same. I just view it so similarly. If you were to leave one piece of insight as we close this off in the whole conversation we said, and you want to just like mic drop and let people know they've got a dream what, and they want to bring it to this world in reality form. What might you share in relates to everything that we discussed? What's one take home message? Fight for your dreams and don't stop. Mm. Fight for your dreams and keep going, right? Think about it. At the end of your life, man, you know, and I've done a lot of research on like end of life. It's just something that I'm just always been curious about. Like, what are the things people feel and say at the end of their life, right? Because those are the things that freaking matter, right? And at the end of life, people are just like, I I wish I would have shared more, right? I wish Mm. I would have fought for my dreams more, right? I wish I wouldn't have settled and I would have just really gone for it all the way, right? And that was one of the biggest reasons I left corporate. And I was like, shit, man, I don't want to go to the end of my life and just regret that I didn't fight to the fullest. Like, fuck, I'm going to fight, you know? So um, that was one of, that'd be one of the things. Like nothing lights me up more than seeing someone fight for their dreams, dude. Like that is like the thing that fucking lights me up. So that's what I would leave everyone with. Like fight, keep going. <laughs> Lots. 
go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mike, thank you again, brother. I appreciate you so much. We'll include in the show notes uh, links to Freedom Builders. But if you want to drop any social media stuff for your website, please feel free, brother, right now. Yeah, so freedombuilders.com, we have a badass free resource that we create. I think it's one of the best free resources out there. It's literally a mini course. Mm. Uh, It's called the Brand Upgrade Crash Course. And in that uh, crash course, we have four videos and templates that we provide on how to write copy for your sales page. Literally a whole copywriting lesson. Amazing. Optimize your Instagram account from bio all the way through. And it's literally a walkthrough video that Yasmin does how to build the curriculum for your course. And I give you the blueprint, the template that we use within Freedom Builders and teach you how to go through it in video form. And then um, also how to launch your product. Literally the launch layout in video form all in that crash course. Um, so I would charge like way over $1,000 for this and we're just giving it for free because you know it's just one of those things that we want to take care of people. So um, freedombuilders.com, you can go and, and you can get that. Um, and yeah, that would be the, the best way to find us. And then I'm at Mike G Coaching on Instagram. Amazing, Mike. Dude, thank you so much. I've already got a few clients in mind. I'm going to send that way and uh, I'll actually download it as well myself. So brother, thank you for your time, your energy and what you're doing. And uh, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you again. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow the podcast on Apple and leave a review. It means a lot. We all have a path and I'd love to hear how this podcast has inspired you in some way to live yours. 